This is the FCB Radio Network, home of the best personalities and where real talk lives. Online at FCBradio.com. FCB. to the Ronnie Nice show <laughs> make sure y'all hit me up on all social media sites wherever you you know y'all get your social media from excited because I have a couple of guests in the building one you're very familiar with uh, he's been on my show a couple of times Nelly Baltimore formerly chosen one what's going on Nelly all right how you doing my brother Man, I'm doing good all I'm right, doing yeah. good oh yeah now this 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 new guest <laughs> with with the bag of smoke for me, <laughs> uh, Pastor Ratcliffe from Good Shepherd. God bless you, sir. How, how are you doing? I am fine, great, and it's just good to be with both you and Nellie Baltimore today. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Well, we got a lot to talk about with you. Um, <laughs> And, and Nelly, just jump in with me, man. All right, you, you okay. know the whole. We gonna we gonna talk about that whole story. All oh, right. This is my show. Uh, oh. <laughs> See, we 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 got the the grown folks jazz show with Nelly Baltimore. We did it over there. You know, we Ooh. had a chance to have Pastor on that show, but we didn't get the whole story. Though. Okay, okay, we gonna have to get the whole story, in, right? Yes, yes, okay. sir. Right. You're a big part of it, <laughs> Pastor. Uh, before we even get jump into the show, uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and give your information out? Yes, we are on social media on Facebook and also on YouTube and you can find us at GSBC 216 GSBC which stands for Good Shepherd Baptist Church 216 either on Facebook or on YouTube okay all right so let me start this off so what 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 before I talk about how pastors coming up with driveway <laughs> let's talk about our feud that that probably Nelly started. Well, well, actually, what it was, it was we had a comedy. Uh, we did a, a jazz event. It's called Jesus Jokes and Jazz, and we assigned different tables. And somehow, Pastor Ratcliffe was sitting up front, right, the very f- first <laughs> table in the center. And uh, Ronnie came out, and he was co-hosting with myself. Uh-huh. And he began to uh, say a few words to the pastor. And then after that, this comedian came on and he asked the pastor, <laughs> was he a comedian? And I mean, was he a pastor? Well, he was a comedian. Right. And then it, 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 the, the pastor felt like somehow he was set up to be set out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and it was all Ronnie's fault. It, but really, it was me who, who initiated the, the original thing. But these two gentlemen have had a rift. Not a, not a, a you know, a forceful rift or fight, no, you know, no, arguing no, no, like no, that. Absolutely. It was just a rift between one another. Yes. And so his main job was to get Ronnie Knight. Matter yes. of fact, yes. he, there's a t-shirt he's wearing yes. that says, Ronnie Knight I'm coming for you. <laughs> You'll see that T-shirt on, on my podcast. 
So it's been a big thing, and, and, and I enjoyed it. I have really enjoyed it. I, I hate that it's going to end, but, you know, because it's, it's, it's over with now. But, you know, let's keep something going. <laughs> so now I have a home studio that we run our station out of. Right. And, um, Nelly and I are in the backyard looking at the, uh, the, garden the garden next door. Right. And I'm like, why, why is that? Now, we've never hung out in the garden. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's do it. I mean, it's backyard looking at corn and all that. But <laughs> So I see somebody coming up a driveway. And, you know, it's COVID, man. It's, oh. it's a lot of things going on, you know. Oh, and I'm saying, who is this coming up a driveway? And lo and behold, it's the man, the myth, the legend himself <laughs> coming up my driveway. Um, it was so it's it's just a blessing to have you in the studio, Pastor. Um, and let's jump into uh, when, when, make sure that I want to give you a chance to uh, talk about uh, grown folks jazz too. Okay, yeah. well before we talk about that, we have to talk about that look that was on your face. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, he asked me. Who is this? Yeah. <laughs> he said, he coming for you? <laughs> I'm like, did you invite somebody? Yeah. What's going you, on, man? You had that gangster. You had that gangster look well, on you your know. face. But anyway, uh, I am Nellie Baltimore, and you can hear me, Grown Folks Jazz with Nellie Baltimore, where we do jazz for two hours, and we play jazz. And we have Grown Folks Topics, Grown Folks Conversations, and Grown Folks Jazz. You'll love it. Yeah, and then we are, you also can go to uh, SoundCloud.com. And put in we are smartphone radio and hear our our, our podcast. Okay, okay, so, yeah. So, yeah. all right. So, uh, Pastor, yes, right, sir. Uh, I mean, you you have a wealth of things happening and have happened and are presently happening and there are going to happen. But first, let's start off with what has has happened when you were growing up as a kid and. You said your dad knew. Well, wait a minute, Montgomery, no, West Montgomery. Well, right? before we go there, okay. Yes, you sir. guys left some integral oh, things out of uh, the story of, wait, about this feud between Ronnie <laughs> yes, Knight sir. and Pastor Walter Radcliffe. Yes, sir. First, first and foremost, when we had that event that uh, Nelly set me up at, um. You opened the door for the comedian to serve me up <laughs> like, fry, like fried chicken at a Baptist convention. Right. You served me up well. And so, <laughs> and so I told Nellie that I, um, I owed you for that one. <laughs> and so not too long ago, uh, I knew that you were going through some tough times. Yes, and so I reached yes, out to you and called you yes, up sir. on the phone and said, Hey, you know, I'm praying for you. I yes, love sir. you, my brother. And, yes, I, and I just want you to know that, you know, even in the midst of our riff, <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. Yes. And so, you know, I thought things had kind of eased up at that point. Mm -hmm. And then Nellie begins <laughs> to tell me that, you know, you start sending messages back to me, something to the effect of, uh, don't talk about it, be about oh, it. And I said, this is not the same humble brother yes. that I talked to on the phone that day when he wasn't feeling well, when he was going through that, and he was asking me to pray off some things. Right. And, and, and I did that, and, and now he didn't, you know, now he's oh, coming boy. back. I yes, sir. This. Yes, Tough. sir. So yes, sir. I, I decided that, you know, you and I needed to finally have it out. <laughs> And so I ordered this T-shirt with oh, you. Oh, it was a picture of you in a Superman, a Superman shirt. shirt. 
And on the top of the T-shirt, it has Ronnie Knight. And then underneath it, it says, I'm coming. Mm. And, 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 and you didn't see the T-shirt when I first walked into your, 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 your studio. Right. But then uh, as we began to talk and joke, I took my other shirt off so you could see the T-shirt because I needed you to know that today I was coming. <laughs> and yeah, you needed to have on that Superman shirt in that picture that you had on because uh, I was coming. Yes. Yes, sir. So I just yes, wanted sir. to get that out of yes, the way. Sir. We, yeah, we, we needed I, just... I think he did quite well. <laughs> yes. It's we, all out now. We, all yes, out. exactly. Okay, so <laughs> it's all out on the table now. So now <laughs> can yes. we just all get along <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and it's all of love we all absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. most indubitably absolutely yes. absolutely mm-hmm. uh, but to, to answer your question about you know just kind of the the, the jazz portion of this I want to share with I, I grew up in a household my father was best friends with Wes Montgomery a legendary um, jazz guitarist mm-hmm. and so consequently when Wes Montgomery would come to Cleveland to perform um, he would always stop by our house he would always bring my father some tickets and him and my father would always get together because they were really close and uh, one of the most heartbreaking things I ever saw my father go through was uh, when Wes Montgomery died. But my father grew up just in that whole jazz era. He used to um, uh, be a, uh, a like a roadie, a road roadie for um, uh, Charlie Yardbird Parker. Um, my yeah. father was just so into jazz. He could literally play any instrument he picked up after he uh, would practice with it for a while. I grew up in a household where we would listen to Freddie Hubbard, Lonnie Liston Smith, um, that type of jazz, jazz going back, Art, Art Blakey, things of that, uh, artists of that nature. So okay. jazz has always uh, been a love. And even when I went to college, where a lot of times, you know, and uh, a lot of the uh, college students, and when I was in college, they would be listening to the Ohio players and um, the OJs and um, the Commodores. And I, I'm listening to, uh, again, Lonnie Liston Smith, Ramsey Lewis, mm, um, uh, Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds, mm-hmm. Quincy Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Humphrey. Because uh, jazz is just always been uh, a part of the music uh, of me growing up and part of the music that i've loved okay yeah yeah wow i mean because you mentioned some great r&b uh singers there as well from ohio that are from ohio and and can i say this absolutely after listening to both of you talk both uh of these gentlemen had the opportunity to practice and play on instruments but their mind was not on it. So I have to ask, what what can either one of you all play now? <laughs> oh, you see me play the desktop. So. Oh, yeah. He played a mean desktop. Yeah. And, and my father could literally play any instrument he picked up. Me, I can play the radio. Ooh. Ooh wow. <laughs> That's about it. Now, I mean, with that rich upcoming with um, bringing up with, with music, mm-hmm. How did you wind up pastoring? Wow. I think I was about um, six or seven years old. We lived on a street called, it's uh, in Cleveland, 
part of it's called 154th, but when you get into the suburb part of it, Ashby, it's called Ashby Road. And I can remember I was around six or seven years old and I was laying in my bed one day looking at the ceiling and I could just remember kind of hearing like a voice saying to me, you're going to do something special Mm. for God. I Mm. remember that at the age of six or seven years old. And then, you know, kind of what happens as you grow and you kind of get away from certain things that you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, I grew up and then wanted to hang out with the with the with the kids who was always getting in trouble. And then you go to college and all of that, that I, I that thought left me. It left me. And then what happened was, as I, I got older, um, went through some turbulent times because one of the things that have always ravished the males in our house, in my family, has been alcoholism and, wow. and, and drugs. And my father died at, at the age of 53 as a direct result of, of, his, of, of, the toll, of the toll that drinking had taken on his body, even though he had stopped for a few years or slowed down. Mm-hmm. My brother died at the age of 32, 33 wow. as a direct result. So I've, I've outlived, I'm 60. Um, six right now. I've outlived my brother, my oldest brother, and my father, and so I fell into the same, the same thing. And what eventually happened was, um, I mean, being being on all of that stuff, drinking that stuff, using mm-hmm. that stuff, uh, it took its toll on me. And um, I remember um, hitting my bottom. That's what they would call it mm-hmm. in the treatment mm-hmm. field. I hit my bottom, mm-hmm. and. Um, I went through treatment, 21 days, came out and uh, was sober. And about two years into my sobriety and being sober, that voice came back. After all of those years, that voice came back and said, you can do something special for God. I had uh, joined a church, had been baptized, and all of a sudden, I got a thirst for the Word of God, learning the Word of God. And then I began to start doing a little teaching of it in our little Sunday school classes mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And then one day I went to my pastor and I said, how do you know when God is calling you to, to, to preach? And um, he gave me this funny look. And then I, I ran. <laughs> I didn't even want to hear the answer. <laughs> I, and then, but this, this, this. This hunger, this thirst, this desire to want to preach and to want to share, it just, I couldn't shake it. Uh, you know, Jeremiah talks about the word of God being, it's like fire shut up in your bones. And that's how it became to me. And then some things happened that it was only truly God. Um, I had become a, a, a deacon at our church. But it seemed like for a six-month period after I asked my pastor that question, I would be in grocery stores or restaurants or whatever, and Mm -hmm. people would come by and they'd walk by me and stop and look at me and say, are you a pastor? Mm -hmm. And this just kept happening, and I wasn't at that time, and it just kept happening and happening and happening. And then I remember um, this one pastor that I knew, and I went to him, and I said, you know, uh, I think God has called me into the preaching ministry I said but I don't think I'm worthy and I went on to tell him about all of the things that I had done in the past the, mm-hmm. you know all the, the 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 people I had hurt you know the drugs the womanizing and all of that and he said that none of us are worthy he says but God can use anybody and then he started saying things he said Abraham lied said his his wife 
was his sister, but God used him. He said, David killed a man. He said, but God used him. He said, Paul was persecuting the saints, but God was using him. He says, and if God can use them scoundrels, he can use you too. Uh, mm. And so what happened was the same guy came back to Cleveland because he's living in Chicago. And I remember going to his father's church to hear him preach. And he preached out of, if I'm not mistaken, it was um, John 14. And when I finished hearing him preach, I was so full. And I remember leaving the church that day and said, God, if this is what you want me to do, show me. Mm. And that was on a Sunday. The very next day, I was working downtown, uh, working for federal court, and I was driving back from downtown, and I got to where University Circle is, and all of a sudden, I felt this heaviness in the car. It was like the presence of God was in the car, and tears just started flowing down my face, and they just wouldn't stop, and I cried all the way till I got home. And I pulled in the driveway, and, and I got out the car, and my wife saw me in these tears, and she ran up to me. She says, what's going on? And I was like, I think God has given me my answer. <laughs> and from that point on, wow. I started pursuing um, the calling that God had placed on my life. Yeah, that's wow. Good. That's good. Well, at least we know it wasn't uh, eating some bananas and laying down at night to go to sleep. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And you hear a voice. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nelly. <laughs> Preach oh, the word. <laughs> I don't think it would have been bananas that did that to me. <laughs> yeah. I, now, here's something... Uh, I just like to talk about, um, and, and both you can chime in on uh, just today. I mean, in America, and, and I'm not even going to talk about the world, but just mm -hmm. what's happening right here in America. Um, I know just recently there was an announcement that we were no longer a Christian country. Mm -hmm. um, what are your What are your thoughts? The FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.